Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. My name is Joel. I am the digital pastor here at Soul Revival Church and soon to be Joel Revival Church, <laughs> according to Brayden. The, Brayden ta- the takeover. Schism and conquer. A schism and conquer. SNC. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Strength and conditioning. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. Brayden, welcome. Shampoo and conditioner. Oh, which one's better? Um, I don't need either. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. No, it's Bill, <laughs> Billy Madison. It's Billy Madison. Oh, it is Billy Madison. Madison. That's when he goes to the school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Happy Gilmore's the golf one. Yeah. Yep. Well done. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> you guys just talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we normally end up doing that. Yeah, though. we will until it's time to um, introduce our guest. Anyway, Brayden, um, you got two drinks. Yep. Any particular reason for that? No. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Ross. Hi. How are you? How are you good? Yeah. 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 Can't complain. No, can't complain. No. Okay. Well, I can, but <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've got no obvious reason to. <laughs> Excellent. That's good to hear. Well, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, did you have a good trip here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You were late? I was. Any particular reason? I had to make a stop on the way that took longer than I anticipated. Are you in the mafia? So I had to make a stop and pick up, pick up your protection money. <laughs> leave, leave the gun. <laughs> Uh, you, haven't the watched, you haven't watched many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cannoli is, isn't the cannoli the actual the pickup though. Sometimes they're like well, get that's the cannoli. In the Godfather, isn't it? Is it? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Cool. Anyway. You haven't seen the Godfather, Ross? <laughs> Have you seen any mafia movies, or are you just yeah, tuning not, re- not recently. Oh, okay. A bit of both, really. Right. I just it just sounded like you were making your pickups for the protection money. I had to buy something for my car, which is uninteresting so i was trying to brush past it and you've just i don't think you've realized but this podcast is actually about the all the uninteresting things in people's lives okay i've recently upgraded the distributor in my mercedes to an Ooh. electronic distributor yes. and now i went and ordered a new ignition coil for it very good what is a distributor it distributes things no <laughs> thanks man. it um it is it spins as the engine spins and the wires come out of it to the spark plugs and so it Ah. causes the order of the spark plugs but it's own in newer cars they probably don't have a distributor uh, yes i see because the computer does a little yes the, t- the timing of the spark is that what mm-hmm. it's doing there we go see timing i knew what he was talking about once he explained it properly <laughs> it distributes things <laughs> sorry bro come and fact check me <laughs> oh that's what i've got the computer that, for <laughs> what do you even have on that computer i have the first question which is how do you eat your hot chips my hot chips um chicken salt yes a little bit of barbecue sauce oh that's a recent there's not many people said barbecue sauce keep going sorry that's about it um one of the things that i remember from uh, Quinn's wedding speech mm. was your wife, your wife, Quinn. My wife, yes, not your some friend. other random person's wedding speech, but yeah. my, my yeah. wife. When yeah. we had the moment to to talk about each your other, f- your favorite wife um, <laughs> is that. <laughs> Tell the story, and then I'll explain the favorite wife thing. Sorry, is that um, she knew that we were a good fit because I generally prefer the uh, the fatter, softer hot chips. Mm-hmm. And she likes the the crispier. Oh. The, oh, and so then, if we got a bag of hot chips, then there's no. It's just just worked. Oh wow! Magic brings the tear to the Probably eye. the first person to bring up their wedding speech, answering the chip question. Yeah, 
I think that's it's right. It's very special. Well, yeah. This is why you're on the like podcast. We've, we've been married for another 15 years and that's what I remember from her, her wedding speech. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. Good one. Yeah, there's plenty of lots of love. Yeah. I feel like I do remember her saying that. But anyway, as you said, it was such a long time ago. You were, you were there. I was. No, I was. <laughs> Thank you. Somewhere out, somewhere out the back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. I was right. I was more out the back, which is you know, reasonable. <laughs> Never forgotten it. It's still bitter. That's why it's taking yeah, 80 episodes exactly. to get me on. You're like, all right. Can't invite that guy on until no, he no. apologises about where he put me in his wedding. <laughs> Which isn't true, by the way. Um, I was going to ask you one more question about the chips. Location? Favourite? Yeah, location? yeah. Tell me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, memory and location. That's what we, that's our 1A one 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 A is how do you have hot chips. 1B is now, do you have a favourite memory or like is there a particular location you like to get your chips? Uh, we normally go to Lady Hill, which oh, is yes. at Carrenbar, Port Hacking Road. Mm-hmm. It's just the closest one to us, but it's pretty good. Mm. Can't complain. Mm. I keep saying that second time. No complaints here today. It's <laughs> 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 the title of the podcast, No Complaints. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember Lady Hill because I used to live in the similar area to you yep. where you live now. Yep. And I feel like the times that I went to Lady Hill was during when my dad and I were watching the Bathurst 1000. And it was like, it's lunchtime. We're going to get some burgers and scallops. So we would go up to Lady Hill Takeaway and get some burgers and scallops. And the real weird thing is that I used to say, oh, we'll turn the TV off. And Dad's like, no, leave it on. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Because it was not either, we're just thinking, he's like, just leave the TV on. I'm like, oh. Is that just so when you got back home? It, it was, was like, straight on. Straight on. Straight on. <laughs> Doesn't have time to warm up. Minim- leave it yeah. off. Minim- <laughs> no, just minimise how many how many laps you miss. So you yeah, come back. Yeah. You like I think I think that might be it. But I was like, oh okay, or maybe it's like so people. You know, like they've got that thing where you leave the lights on in a shop so, so people, people don't steal. rub you. <laughs> <laughs> They're out. <laughs> They're out. <laughs> oh wait, TV's on. <laughs> someone, someone must be just going to the I bathroom. Heard <laughs> I heard him. They're going to Lady Hill. <laughs> it's like I saw the car leave, but maybe this maybe someone's still there. TV's yes, on. very true. Anyway, did you often have much theft in in your childhood that you were concerned about? Not so much possessions, but many other things were taken away in my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> my soul. How did how did that make you feel, Joel? <laughs> Joel's podcast. Oh, no, Sher- he's sharing, really sharing, gonna cry again. Sharing, now. sharing time with Joel. <laughs> I'm really tired today. I don't know why. I had a reasonable sleep last You're night. You're acting too. like I normally act every week. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a I had a pre-podcast coffee just to make sure. Oh, you fight. Oh, like like Chris when he had a Red Bull. Yeah, all fired up. Yeah, he'd been up since what four o'clock in the morning, and then yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'm tired." So he has a Red Bull right before the start of the podcast. He's a, he is an elite athlete, though, yeah. so he's probably training for seven hours Supposedly, before. Supposedly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that was taken away in his childhood was his ability. <laughs> Doesn't mean he's not an elite athlete. Um, sorry, Chris. Uh, Ross, second question. How did you become a Christian? Um, so I don't really have a defining date and time that I can look back on. Um, I had to go to Sunday school, um, did you, which was a bit of a punish at times as a, whatever seven-year-old me was complaining Which Sunday school uh it was at Gaimir um so Fee taught me in year three I remember that just because she would have been friends with my older sister and so 
Theodore Francesconi, yep. sorry. Yep. The Thanos. Um, and podcast. also because <laughs> – and then my other memory from Sunday school is that I was waiting to get to year six because Mr. C was teaching that, Pete Crawshaw. Oh, and I'm like, Mr. C. He, he, like, he's entertaining, good value. And then he often started a Christian bookshop and stopped on Sunday school um, at – like as I finish year five, I'm like, That's oh, man. he knew you were coming. Yeah, yep. so you come ran, ran away, <laughs> <laughs> completely related. Um, <laughs> and then my sister Mon was a leader of the year seven and eight youth group, mm. and I just started going, um, and have never stopped. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I like. I don't really know when so sometimes you know like if you got like a defining date and you're like i my life has changed then and then you get other people who are like oh i've always grown up as a christian i'm kind of somewhere in between <laughs> yeah but without really i can't so sometimes i think later on sometimes i doubt a bit and i'm like oh you know like am i really a christian or whatever because i can't pick a time mm. where it's changed but then you look back and you're like okay the holy spirit is worked in me here and here like there's the stuff that has happened and and um you know like you you see that people are christians by by stuff that happens and stuff like the way they live or whatever and not saying like i'm super holy or whatever but i can look back and be like that that was something the holy spirit has changed in my life mm. um yeah and so that was that was a long time ago um and i was fortunate that um like a bunch of the leaders that i had there are still we're still friends now like um both rob and kate jones have led me during youth group and now they're in my bible study and we're still hanging out together (laughs) i don't know 25 plus years later um which was cool yeah i don't i don't so i did i don't have a particular time that i can remember but um i've certainly i've been a christian for a while was there any like particular time that you were like maybe not just going on a christian or saying you know that moment that you're talking about but was there a time where you were like i'm not doing that or i'm making a choice i'm making a choice about something in regards to being a christian um yeah there's certainly times throughout your life where you're like i should have lived more as a christian there or i'm taking a stand or i'm not taking a stand um it probably probably more came to the fore kind of in in late high school and and kind of as you early uni as you go into 18th and then 21st and and whatever and it's like i'm not going to the pub every weekend i'm i'm gonna go to church and gonna go to solis um and that you start drifting away from from friends from school you still you know you turn up to all the 21st and that was probably the last time like i hung out with a lot of friends from school Mm. regularly and then you start just heading more towards where you want to spend your time um after that Mm. so where did you grow up um so i lived in gaimir up until about when i was in year seven or eight and then lived in karenbar um because of that and that connection then that my sister had with with um Gaimir and then I started 
going as well, then then we would keep coming back to Gummer Anglican. And your so parents aren't Christian, are they? Because uh, they didn't seem like uh, they had problems with you going. To, oh, they sent you to Sunday school. Yeah, so mum stopped regularly going to church after one of the previous ministers left, and then um, dad dad grew up in a Polish Catholic church and did the altar boy stuff, and then has not. Like they would probably call him. I don't know actually. I don't know how to Christian how to, adjacent. Christian. It's a term that yeah, like they're not. Uses quite often. Then, yeah, they're not. They're not opposed to coming to church. Yeah, um, they'll come. They'll they'll come at Christmas and Easter. Um, but yeah, they have their own thoughts and and reasons about it. Mm. Um, yeah, right. And your dad. So your dad is from. Is he a Polish immigrant? Is that right? Yeah, he's a refugee. Yeah. So he came out in 1950 when he was four, just him and his mum. He never met his dad. His dad would have died in the no. war or just after the war. Yeah. Um, so he was born in a refugee camp in Germany mm. in 46. And then, yeah, I don't know how it ended up that they ended up on a boat, came to Australia. Like it would have been pretty hard for my nan. Mm. As, I don't know, she would have been in her early 20s with a four-year-old stuck on a boat for couple of months yeah. and then coming to a country where you don't speak the language yeah um so he didn't speak english until he was in school and yeah he's i, I kind of i i don't think he had a, that fun an upbringing so he has, doesn't really talk about it but i'd, I'd mm. be curious to know a bit more about it um we'll get him on the pod, get him <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> old jb yeah um yeah so he's he grew up in a farm out at riverston We've right. still got the, he didn't have electricity. I don't know when they got it, but he's, he has mentioned, we've got this kerosene lantern um, and he had to do like his high school homework to the, with the kerosene lantern. Wow. wow. It's pretty cool. Which is, so you're saying that would have been even in the That would have been 60s. in the 60s, I guess. Wow. Well, like out at Riverston was pretty rural until the last 10, 15 years, yeah, or whatever, when there have right. been more housing development yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, it's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just interesting. It's always interesting to hear like people's different backgrounds. Like, as you know, like my wife, her, like one side of her family is Latvian. And that was because her grandma was a World War Two refugee as well. So yeah. I really like hearing those stories. Yeah, the, except so now my the only Polishness I have is <laughs> um, sausages. A, <laughs> misspelt surname um, <laughs> and is a, that right is it was it misspelt oh uh, i don't know one of my, someone i used to work with she was polish and she reckons that it is misspelt but anyway um <laughs> hang on did, but you got to tell people what what's the actual spelling now and then yeah why, it's not just someone being like yeah, well, your name's spelt wrong yeah williams <laughs> <laughs> um so we pronounce it werner but there's probably a more Correct European Maybe like way to Ver Verna, 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 something. Okay, Verna. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it has has a J on the end instead of an R. Yeah. Um, so it's W E R N E J. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but why would that be misspelled? Like if it was meant to be Werner. Oh, okay. Anyway, I don't know. It is. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. So Dad was an only child, so I never. Um, had interaction with cousins or uncles or anything. So we never learnt Polish. Right. He had only spoken it to 
his mum, like when we were, like that's the only time I've heard him speak it. Yeah. And then she died when I was in year seven, maybe, year eight, something like that. Mm. And around that time also, like the immigrants who were coming into his country, they didn't want to speak their language anywhere else but at home because they were like, you've got to assimilate, be part of it a lot of the time too. So I'm just suggesting that, my suggestion is it probably... Oh, like he, he got, he would have got paid out through school yeah, as exactly. a foreigner as well. Yeah. Yep. Which sucks. But yeah. Uh, back to you. Mm. <laughs> so you moved to Caring Bar. Yep. What uh, primary school did you end up going to then? Did you um, in Yeah, so I went to Gaimir, then uh, went to Sutherland in year five and six. Gaimir Bay Public School, man. Yeah. It's the vibe. Anyway, the yeah. Vibe. <laughs> Alumni, uh, yeah, alumni. Went, I, <laughs> I went to Southo for year five and six um, and then went to Canberra High. Oh, select smarty pants. <laughs> that was Southo as well. That was the <laughs> I pa- I oh, because that's an OC. I, pa- I passed a couple of tests. Yeah. One in year four and one in year six. Yeah. Which one was harder, do you reckon? I don't know. It was so far. <laughs> <laughs> that was so long ago. I don't know. I, was, I did the OC one. No I don't idea. know if I did the selective one. I, yeah, I didn't get in. No idea. I, d- I don't remember. Mm. What's it like going to Caring Bar? Then? We've had a couple of people. When yeah. When you go to Alana, Aurelia. Yep. It's fine. It's just just a high school. That was probably a little bit more, um, a little bit more competitive academically, I guess. Yeah. Where you, which is good in a way. It kind of pushes you a bit. Mm. Um, where rather than being like one of the the smarter in your class, you're kind of one of many. Um, but no, it's so it like it's pushes fine. you to work a bit harder. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. To try and, I feel like in, I missed that at my school. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have liked a little bit of that, <laughs> rather than just you're all idiots. Basically, <laughs> 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 some of the teachers were not fans of my year. Anyway, um, what about being a Christian at Caring Bar? Was there like a Christian? group there or anything or like a, a version of chip lunch or anything like that uh yeah there was i i sporadically attended it and so there were christians in my year and they mm. since um people at the school are not just local you're from throughout the shire um there were people that go to a whole bunch of different churches around mm. um so yeah there was a christian group and i i knew of them but i probably they weren't in my group of friends, um, so I I didn't I didn't go super frequently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was something uh, some lunchtime lunchtime event. What were your friends' reactions to you going to youth group on Friday nights? I'm trying to remember. Are you trying to be diplomatic? No, 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 I'm trying to remember high school. Uh, I don't know. I assume there was a bit of payouts, but there's not nothing scarring that, that I feel like. Long lasting wounds. Yeah, exactly. Well, it is, it's a while ago now. Um, no, I don't, I don't really remember. They were probably a bit annoyed that I would have missed some events if I chose that over doing stuff with them or whatever, but. Nothing, nothing tr- too dramatic from from memory. <laughs> nothing too dramatic. 
Write that down as a title idea. <laughs> <laughs> While I do that, Braden, do you want to ask Ross a question? <laughs> Not to... What? Okay. Well, actually, sorry. One thing, coming from yes. Karen Baha'i and going to a youth group, you probably had the same similar experience where I found that uh, the youth group was mostly Kiriwee High School people. Mm. And so that was a little bit uh, interesting. Or like it was a little bit harder to kind of uh, make friends or whatever because you don't know yeah. as many people at the youth group. Mm. Um, They're also just like spending so much more time together. Yeah, exactly. They already oh, they already yeah. have established friendships, and I'm yeah. kind of turning up. Yeah, um, joining this youth group um, from a from a different school yeah. background. We had a reasonably large group of us, and apparently, what we did, and I don't remember this, but I, it's pr- I'm sure it's true that we just stayed in our group from our school because I think we had sometimes like had six or seven of us. Yeah, we just go sit in an area of the factory at the time or the venue. And then just sit on lounges for that whole time, which are, Michael Greaves tells me that's what we did. But I don't, rem- <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know why I don't remember. I usually have a good memory for things. But yeah. So it was kind of like that. It was kind of like, but there was two separate groups. Yeah. It was like the Kiriwee High people. And then there was us. Yeah. <laughs> the rejects. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, sorry, I interrupted your question, Brian. You were asking questions. I can't remember what I was saying, so that works well. <laughs> this is going so, so, so polished. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make it clear to you, Ross, and everyone else who's listening, we don't prepare anything for these podcasts. We've got three oh, questions. And, and, We've got three and, questions. And it That's shows. It. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Well, Righto. here for a good time, not a long time. All so, right. so All right. <laughs> you mentioned that it maybe was a little bit harder rocking up to youth and being a little bit on the outside with maybe a Kiriwi High um, dominant demographic. What made you keep going back to youth? Like if you found it a bit harder, what was what kept you persisting in that? Like there was obviously some time in there that I would have, like that I was calling myself a Christian already mm. and so wanted to go to a Christian youth group. Um, like I said, I don't know that date and time but mm. there's definitely that um and it wasn't like i just sat in the corner by myself like yeah. it it was it was something that was a thing but not like i still got on with people and also i had known because mon had been at the church for a while i i knew a lot of the leaders yeah as well how much older is mon than you eight years okay yeah so she'd been going for a while yeah yeah, I, yeah. One of the one of the originals. Is she OG. She's real OG. Yeah, <laughs> she has been going to Solrawal for a very long time. Yeah. Thought <laughs> 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 you were finish it. Yeah. Um, what do you think if you were going to youth group and you're going in between different friendship groups in a sense? What do you think? Uh, let's say a sixteen-year-old Ross was looking for at that time. Fame, fortune. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. A sixteen-year-old Ross. I don't know. Probably girls. Yeah. <laughs> don't, That's I why I went. <laughs> <laughs> um, and friendship, and and I feel like you learn a. Lo- 
a probably more realistic answer is I feel like you grow heaps more as a Christian or I, personally, I feel like I grew heaps more as a Christian and worked more on my faith through during high school than Ooh. at other times. Okay. Cause you, you've got someone kind of checking in on you more. Like yeah. you've got a leader over you and you're like, Oh, Hey, we should work on this for this term or whatever. Or, you know, this is the, the series we're looking at. Um, so there's certainly this time where you're kind of, learning how to be a Christian, um, which um, probably has more change in your life than once you're already, like if you've been a Christian for 10 years or whatever, you might, you'll have different things to work on, but it, it's, you kind of understand the basics. Whereas you go from knowing the, the Sunday school stories, which are all the, you know, the big, big famous things to then actually starting to read the Bible for yourself. And yeah. so then you, um, helping to understand that um, for yourself was certainly a, a a thing that developed over over the high school time. I feel like I did that more after high school than before. Which is, I wonder if that was your leaders making sure you're on onto it, or if you is that the same for you, Braden? Do you reckon you? Oh, for me, it was way well after that. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. that's interesting. I suppose that's why we do this podcast. <laughs> hear different people's stories. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, coming to faith through that time, I think it took me a lot longer to really understand fully the commitment I had made. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. it's hard when you're 13 or 14 to realise what a commitment being a Christian actually is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like that didn't hit me until much later hmm. in terms of serious and trying to actually actively work at growth rather than maybe i might just stop swearing yeah it's probably oh, a good idea yeah. for a couple well, of weeks because I, I think i think the <laughs> thing that, that yeah. you start with is you're like you have more of an understanding of the the do's and don'ts yeah you're like oh christians shouldn't do yeah mm, swearing or whatever and then oh, it's kind like of, low-hanging fruit yeah and then you kind of understand a bit more like as you grow in yeah. christianity then you understand a bit more of like a oh, why like the why's or the yeah you go from just like thinking of, yeah, a do's and don'ts or a laws list or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, I think you're just pretty self-absorbed when you're that age. Like yeah. I was just um, pretty focused on what I was doing and what I wanted to do and I don't think I was really thinking about other things or other people that much until <laughs> a little bit later on. They can deal with me. I don't have to deal with them. Like, <laughs> yeah. It is that kind of vibe. It's funny that like God makes us to just. I was thinking about this with like my kids and stuff. How you just like, there's just different stages that you go through as you develop, and once you mm -hmm. get like maybe past I don't know 25 or something, it's a little bit. There's a, it's a lot slower. It's a lot slower as you get older. Like if you think of like a kid from, sorry, a child from, like when they're first born to the age of one, mm -hmm. they'd learn so much in that time. Basically, from being born to, a lot of kids are walking by the age of one. Whereas like your the personal the personal development of like your physical stuff, that's all done. But I think something that excites me about Christianity is you can always keep getting better rather than you've achieved this level. So mm. now you're done. I feel like sometimes I come across people that are still my age and they're kind of like, oh, my life's over. I'm like, oh, bro, it's like, fire up, let's go. <laughs> like, let's, there's so much more that can be done. And I think being a Christian helps a lot with that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you say that though, because yeah. I find that a lot of 
a lot of people kind of reach a, a kind of Christian enough mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So you get to whatever, your, your 20s or 30s, whatever, and you're like, oh, yeah, like I'm Christian enough. I know the basics. I yeah. can recite the gospel. Maybe I don't read the Bible as often. Or like I, I, I found there was a time where I'm like, no, I need to like double down on and keep learning to to keep growing in your faith because you you reach a point where you're like oh like i know i shouldn't swear or drink too much or, or whatever the the thing is um and i understand mm. kind of the the basics of the gospel yeah and then it's like actually there's there's so much more yeah it's so. tempting to get like uh sedentary yeah in your christian life yeah you're like oh cool i go to church on the weekend I might be in a Bible study. I've ticked a few boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think a lot of it comes to similar what you were saying before, like that kicked off this conversation, Ross, was during, for you, during youth group, you worked really hard on it because you were encouraged to do it. You had someone saying, hey, let's think about this. Let's read the Bible. And then when you get older, it's like you really have to take it yourself no one else is going to really help you with that because yeah you're at a certain age and then no one's going to say hey are you reading your bible like there's this there's an there's an encouragement between christians like oh what are you reading lately but it still comes down to you taking personal responsibility for your faith yeah and i think i sometimes see that in you ross though when you like you do you still do reading plans oh yeah yeah so this is this yeah tell us tell us about your reading plans um i kind of got to a point where i'm like oh, I don't know what I should read. And then you read like, or if you go, oh, cool, I'm going to read Ephesians. And then it's six chapters. You're like, okay, that's a week. Now what? And I, <laughs> and then you'd spend another week of not reading your Bible at all because you're like, oh, I don't know what, yeah, what to... Got to pick. And you procrastinate <laughs> a bit and then you yeah. just like, or you do the, oh, Holy Spirit, teach me what you want today. And you just open the Bible. And like, that's the <laughs> worst possible way. Um, so yeah, I've been doing a reading plan for years now yes. um, the one that I've settled on for the last kind of two or three years is a five day reading plan mm. so it has maybe three or four chapters a day um, but it's only five days because it which I really like it builds in slack for the inevitable Catch time up. when you <laughs> you miss something yeah um, at the moment I'm up to date or maybe a day behind or whatever so I've got my got my slack for for, <laughs> for this weekend to to catch up on. Um, it's really cool. You you end up reading the whole Bible in a year. Um, so you, a few things that I like about it is that you don't have to think. You just as in you don't have to think about what you're going to read. Yeah. You you you've got a, a thing printed out, um, and you you cover the whole Bible. Obviously, by just reading a chapter a day, you might not go as deep into stuff because you, you you're not going to dwell on a dwell on a passage um because you want to keep going through your through yeah. your reading plan yeah. um but I, and then there's it just holds you more accountable there's times where you're like i just skim over it and don't really keep track of it but then other stuff pops up all of a sudden you're like oh that was really cool i didn't expect to see that and you only have that by consciously like continually reading the yeah, bible like the habit um, and because there's always there's so much just there's so much in the Bible that you're not going to search out and then sometimes it'll, it'll pop out to you um, 
It's amazing how many times you sometimes are thinking, oh, I need an answer for something or I'm thinking about this. And wherever you're reading in the Bible, there's an answer. Like God provides an answer through it. I find that amazing. Like that's happened I'd probably say five or six times in my life, but that's a not a bad hit rate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that happens. And I think if you're doing a habit, like you're saying, you're probably going to have more of those rather than less. Yeah. And so, and the other thing that... Um, so a few years ago, Zach said he made the suggestion for our Bible study to switch to paper Bibles. Yeah, nice. Because we were scrolling on our phones all the time. Um, and I actually had to buy a paper Bible because like, <laughs> I think the last one I had was one of the ones that, that I got at youth group that had, like it was the CEV or some some <laughs> easier to understand version. I'm like, all right, I can be a grown up and buy, buy, buy an NIV. Um, <laughs> but yeah, at least I've done that. And I've printed out the reading plan, so it's all yeah. paper, and it's um, it's obvious. So I try and do it in the morning, and so even though I might not openly be like sitting down, all right, all right family, let's have a Bible time, and we'll, we're all going to hold hands and and sing and pray and whatever. Um, it is obvious each morning that I'm reading the Bible and not looking on my phone because if you read the Bible on your phone. There's a multitude people, of people in the house. Yeah, but and also people in the house don't know yeah. that's what you're doing. Yeah. So I have a, a paper Bible with a reading plan on a piece piece of paper. And um yeah, to just tick it off. And um yeah, personally I find it really helpful. And then I guess I get the depth of of study from sermons and Bible study. Like we you know, we we have a Bible study every week, which is following the sermon series. Um, and usually I'm leading that for, for our group. So yeah. then there is still some time where I'm kind of digging in a bit deeper. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're getting it from both ends then. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I like, I'm, I'm, and I am <laughs> super holy as you, as you obviously <laughs> both know. That's why we invited and, you on. And yes. yeah. I, I'm not sure why you laughed when I said yeah, that. Yeah. I'm but, wondering yeah. why you left your halo at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's blue and pink at the moment. <laughs> I just put it up there to, yeah, to yeah, light yeah. us up. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, uh, by the way, if you're just listening, Ross pointed to the lights that we have shining on our podcast set. Mm. Uh, so let's go back to your story. Mm. I remember you finishing, you obviously finished school, but mm. Karen Bar, of course. Did. What was the plans? What plans did you have? Um, so I was good at maths in high school. I reckon academic still, still are maybe. acad academically I peaked in high school. <laughs> okay. Seriously, that was, I went from like, everyone. Oh, you've got no, as in like through it. through uni and stuff. Like I, I, um, yeah, like I uh, did a lot of maths at school. Um, didn't want to do a maths degree, but something maths related. So I ended up doing a commerce degree with a actuarial studies. Ooh major um which i thought would work um and i found that like for someone that likes maths i found actuarial studies insanely boring really? um and so i i very quickly dropped that down to a minor um scraped through my last actuarial studies subject with a pass conceded which was oh, wow. which was very PCs. pleasing very pleasing pcs decade degrees that's, that's what i mean when i when i peaked academically in high school it was like you know, got some good marks, and then and then by second year uni, I'm getting getting a PC, and I'm mm. like, all right, probably need to ramp that back up again. Okay. Um, so yeah, I did did completed a commerce degree, um, 
and started working from there. Were you leading a church by that time? Or youth group? Uh, I'm not sure when I started leading. Oh, I know. You were a year ahead of me, weren't you? Two yeah. years. No, you're two years ahead of me. So I started, um, so I didn't lead straight out of uni, like straight into uni, like when I was straight out of high school. Straight out of high school. Yeah. I didn't start leading straight out youth of Compton, group. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm way too white to be into <laughs> rapping. <laughs> Can you imagine Ross rapping? No, thank you. Ross the rapper. I mean, we are all, sorry, we are all way too white to be <laughs> straight out of Compton. Um, it's true. I, I don't know how long I'd been going out with Quinn at the time, but Ooh. her we'll come back brother, we'll, her, uh, one of her brothers, Zach, uh, was in year six. Her mum was the children's minister at the time and I Tracy. got roped into leading on the kids, like the year five and six camp. I think it was extreme camp. Extreme camp. Extreme. Camp. Extreme. Camp. Yeah. extreme. extreme. Very extreme. Um, so I, start, I, I led that and then as... Um, as Zach started year seven, then I started leading that year, and then we we followed yeah. them through. I think you were only one year ahead yeah, of the I year, we, yeah, because you were in we would have one year of youth group, and then you left as we as we moved up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that would make sense. There you go. There you go. Mm. Tell me about your ex- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Tell me about your experiences leading with me. So so memorable <laughs> that neither you nor I can remember that we actually led together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, upset Ross when I do that pretend arrogance thing. <laughs> you go, oh, so memorable. <laughs> uh, okay, so the, but you also mentioned Quinn. So, yep. how, did, how does who's that? Quinn? Yeah, who's Quinn? Who, who is Quinn? Who is Quinn? Who is Quinn? Who is Quinn? How did that eventuate? My lovely wife. Oh, can you explain the favorite wife thing too? Because <laughs> I didn't refer to that, but we never explained it earlier. <laughs> That's a funny story. I uh, travelled a bit for work, um, and one time I was I went to Hong Kong, and I was in some. I went over to the markets um, and got a fridge magnet that was mis- It was had the Chinese writing, and then the the translated <laughs> English that said "my favourite wife," and I brought that home one time <laughs> as, a, as a gift. I meant that she is my favourite. She's like. Like how many wives do you have? <laughs> and like I'm glad I'm the top and, and it my my gift also got lost in translation, but I'm pretty sure it's still in the fridge. So <laughs> I think it is. I think it's a good one. It's a good, yeah. good good um memory of your relationship. Um it, I only got that is because someone from work that I was with beat me to it and he got um, you are my angle instead of you are my angel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the one I really wanted. Oh, really? But well, he's, no, he I likes like Matt's man. <laughs> <laughs> I like my favorite wife. I think that's a good one. Yeah. She, anyway, so yeah, uh, Quinn and I have been married for nearly fifteen years. Um, we first met at, or oh, sorry, the first conversation that I remember having with her was at the venue. Um, at the factory yes. over there. Um, the off-site one we had in Gaimir Anglican. She must have just started coming to Solis 
Um, so in like as in term four, year ten, because she had had it. She had had her formal and had something like had done her hair in a certain way, and I just have this memory of her, the whatever. <laughs> she still had her hair in. But the other thing, quick plug, if you ever get asked to join a cleanup roster, first conversation I had with Quinn was um, in the kitchen. We were drying up cups or whatever after Solis. So you never so know you who you might meet. Or clean you up. Clean swing, up. swing on a detail. Clean, clean, clean to flirt. Clean um, up to flirt. <coughs> flirt um, to clean up. Singles ministry. <laughs> Is kitchen ministry. Be <laughs> <Yeah>. clean. <laughs> uh, so we first got together, oh, it would have been like maybe a year or so later, I had a bit clueless um, that she was interested. <laughs> what you said. I uh, used to be clueless. I, well, I still am, but slightly, <laughs> slightly less so. She, she has taught me a few social cues. Like <laughs> when, so I just got my license and yeah. a car and- Another good way of building relationship. She just happened to keep needing a lift home when oh, I yes. was this is Karen. This is my story with Karen too, but keep going yet. And I'm like, yeah, like I'll drive anyone ever, anywhere. Even, course, even to Grace Point, which is not on the way to oh, anywhere. No, it's not. Um, turns out she was interested. <laughs> <laughs> More than just a lift home. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. First, first meeting. I didn't ask about the first meeting. No, but that was the whole story. Oh, the whole story. Uh, so then we had, we were probably together for a while, had a intermission for a while, got back together again once we'd grown up a bit. Um, we both, I was kind of trying to aim till I was 25 to get married. I wanted to grow up a bit myself. So I moved out of home once I'd started working and lived with some friends for maybe two years. Um, and she had done the same and lived with some friends. Like I had a full-time job. Like I, I, I kind of wanted to know that I could support myself before, um, before getting married. Um, when, so when I proposed, I, I printed, I had made this photo book of us and then the last page was, will you marry me? And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll take a, take it for this picnic, um, to the Stanwell Tops. And it was like howling wind. <laughs> so we ended up just sitting in the car, um, <laughs> which was not very romantic. And, and after I proposed and whatever, for some reason, again, random story that you remember, there's this little kid that got out of another car. And rather than the parents taking them up the hill to where the public toilets were, this kid starts like weeing on the car tire <laughs> and <laughs> sitting there. That's very romantic. We're sitting there in the car having like been engaged for about 20 minutes. Just like, like, what the hell? Why is this kid? <laughs> on your it, car? Like, oh, I think it was on their car, but it was like, oh, like we were parked next car. to each other. So it was like right next to us and obviously running it was onto a, my car. I'm yeah. just like, why are you it doing that? It was a strong flow as well as a strong wind. Yeah, well... That's the other thing. I'm like, parent, is it raining? Parent, you should take your kid to the toilet. Like, yeah. it's quite windy. You don't want any splashback. Yeah, exactly. That's anyway. A, that's um, problematic. So, yeah, we got, got married in 2008. Um, Great wedding really? speech. Speech about hot chips. There's probably other things spoken about. Yeah. Um, it's prophetic. It's prophetic for this day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why are you shaking your head? That was a good you know one. Why. That was not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, she's great. I like her. I like her. yeah, she's yep, she's awesome. Quinn was one of our first guests on the podcast. Yeah. Very episode six or something like Ooh. that. Wow. All the way back in the archives. Back in the archives. Our times have changed. Back when you had three kids. Oh yeah. That's yep. a good point. We're here to announce. Collect collect a lot. <laughs> we have collected the full set. Oh, um, is that right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. That's correct. Uh, yeah, so we've got four kids together. Um, yes. They are also great. They are. I really quite like my kids. Um, <laughs> are they good value? That's nice. I like your kid, your children and a little peek behind the curtain here is they're, they're all like, I feel like they're all quite individual. I mean, Koa, your youngest, is only six months old. So mm. He's getting there. He's got yeah. stuff to work he's on. He's close. I like it how your kids all look really similar. I suppose a lot of kids too, but... No, yeah, but they're... They have some really interesting personality differences, which is yeah. lovely. Yeah. No, they're, they're great. Um, so my oldest is very kind um, yeah. and smart and responsible, and they all play really well together. Uh, my daughter is... Um, yeah, like, she hangs out with your daughter quite a bit. She um, does. And they, like... Been let into their world, man. The the creativity and yeah. the they've got all these toys out, and sometimes I just go and sit with her, and it's just like every little doll and character, and they have a backstory, <laughs> like and an extended family. You can tell the family tree. It's like this guy's the cousin of this guy, and and they're the the oh, there's so much going on, and I'm just like, I don't know how you figure that out. Um, and it was interesting when she was little, we. We thought she was a bit more like Quinn in some ways, but now I can see she's like you can see elements in all our kids yeah. um, of of how they um, pick stuff up, pick stuff up from you, and then yeah, my my four year old um, is a very big personality. He's so funny, um, <laughs> very entertaining, yeah. um, and now actually, I w- we were a bit unsure you know when you have when each kid comes along and you're like what will the older sibling how will they react or whatever like will they be jealous and and i think because there's a four-year age gap he um upgraded himself (laughs) from being small to medium and (laughs) looks and like he he'll happily go and and hang out with car and talk to him and stuff it's yeah a good good value I remember when I, uh, my sister was born like three and a half years after me. And from that moment on, I told my mum and dad, I don't call you mummy and daddy anymore. It's mum and dad. That's oh. it. That you are, you, you got like older. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's just mum and dad. That's it now. That's it. Wow. You don't were, want to embarrass you were, myself you, in front you, of this you, baby. You were so mature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surprising. For don't me. worry about me. You Surprising for the person I grew up to be. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You stopped there at three and a half. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, mum and dad. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that God has taught you, Ross, being first of all a husband and then becoming a father? Um, just to look beyond yourself, I think. Um, being a husband, like, there's no, there's no hiding. She knows everything about me. Like it's, it's not like a friend or whatever where you you kind of can put on a bit of a show and then you you go home. Like we go home together and she sees me at my best and I'm at my worst. Um, and 
so yeah just just being able to find uh, sorry i lost my train of thought um yeah just just thinking about the world beyond me um yeah. and that it's us not not me um and then as a parent it kind of steps up again um, i remember when we first bought bought kobe home and i had put him to bed and we're sitting on the lounge and we're just like like oh crap like there's a there's another life in someone. this house and we've got to yeah. like uh, got to make you know look out for him um but yeah they're they're great fun um and it's yeah it's i i enjoy being a parent um and i enjoy my kids so yeah there's there's plenty of stuff um that we learn fortunately quinn also she she's great at all a lot of that kind of kid stuff um i think we're both very practical so it's like all right we're just gonna get on with it and do do the things um but yeah like she's helped raise her her younger brothers because they're quite a big age gap um and is also highly trained in in early childhood um degree qualified and stuff so she sometimes i will defer my knowledge to her especially when they're they're real little um and then and the other thing i think quinn and i work on a lot is um making sure we're on like we're on the same team so we're not trying to score points against each other it's not like oh i took the rubbish out yesterday like i've ticked my box like what have you done or whatever it's just like we just get on with life um someone someone taught us either before we're married or early on whatever like not to pay out your wife in public or whatever like stuff like that where it's like you try and build her up um but yeah definitely making sure we're on the same team on the same page is something that we consciously work on um and i think that's that's been a help for us yeah probably doesn't directly answer your question but i just kind of rambled a bit it's all right it's all we do on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah you had a notice did you have a question there no okay i thought you did you gave me the eyes I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Oh. See, this is why people. Yeah, I don't. I don't get all this. I usually listen to the uh, to the podcast when I'm driving, and I'm and I'm missing the story, missing <laughs> missing the looks. Apparently, that you two are exchanging. Oh, and mid- and X amazing edits. Yeah. yeah, if you check out the YouTube, Nick does some in the last few episodes. He's done some amazing unicorn, little edits. Unicorn. There's there. been a force ghost. Yep. All kinds of things happening in text the Text messages that come up yeah. on the screen. He does a good job. Mm. Is Ethan still scrolling to find those messages from? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, will <laughs> be forever. Yeah. Um, the question I was going to ask you, though, we didn't really talk about your career because mm. you did, you majored then minored in yep. <laughs> in actuarial studies. What did you of go course. into, Ross? Because uh, I do like to make fun of you at this particular job, but I think uh, I feel like you're Wolf of Wall, St- Wall Street. <laughs> Uh, that's not where I started. So I, because I hadn't worked that hard at uni, um, you can start, uh, hey, start applying for, or sorry, for my degree, you can start applying for jobs in the last year. Are which, they like graduate jobs? Yeah, the grad jobs, but they were in, so my, year, my degree is just a three-year degree. So midway through three-year, year, year yeah. three. 
which meant they were looking at these second year results oh. <laughs> with, with my path conceded. This guy got a PC. <laughs> so I promptly did not get any of them. Um, I worked <laughs> for maybe three years in, it's kind of like fund accounting. So I worked for like a- Fun accounting. It was not fun <laughs> accounting. Um, <laughs> as basic, it was basically a super fund um, <laughs> called State Street. Um, well, and cool name, State Street. Um, Sorry. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a job. It was pretty boring. Um, I realized as I started working in finance that I wanted to get into trading. Um, I quite like Trading liked what? Pokemon cards? Sure. Yeah, cool. Trading in the Carzo's. financial market. He'll never make yeah. it in the game, Braden. <laughs> yes. No, he would have. Stonings and stuff. <laughs> yeah. so they teach you that at more Stonks. theological college. He, he would have he made it last few years. That's pretty much what he's been trading in, in, in NFTs and stuff. That's, they're not that far removed from Pokemon cards. Yeah. Llama coins. So scams. <laughs> yeah. So I liked watching the markets um, and wanted to get into trading. thought that would be interesting um, and then got lucky um, and found a job there in 08 just as the market crapped itself and, <laughs> and uh, a, bu a bunch of banks were like blowing up and all sorts of things and I didn't really know what was going on kind of joined this company and you, st you see all these headlines and like oh, I don't know what that means yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I, I did enjoy it and was there for close to 15 years, um, trading in Optiva. So they mostly cover the Asian markets out of Sydney. So I was looking more at Japan and Hong Kong. Um, we stopped trading in Australia in 2014 or something. Um, shout out to Ray in Japan. Shout out to Ray. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends that, uh, yeah, got, I was dealing with him. I was his client. Um, he was he's a broker, or he's still. Um, yeah, so I got to meet lots of people from around the world. Um, most of the people that I dealt with in, in Hong Kong and Tokyo were expats from Europe. So okay. rather than being... Because um, usually the, the, the Japanese brokers would speak to their Japanese clients and then the expats would speak to the Western clients. Um, so yeah, I got to meet lots of people, um, made some friends. And, and you travelled a bit too, right? I'd, so yeah, a lot of our communication was via chat or via it's like a glorified phone where you just press a button and start talking and and um that's how we speak to the brokers it was like a direct line direct line it was a direct Hello. line Push, yeah. it was actually it was <laughs> not quite that timid <laughs> um, pick me up um could you see if they're already on the phone so you couldn't talk to them like if you wanted no. them instantaneous so you, would you interrupt their other calls <laughs> Or you'd oh, be, they're, be like a they're, waiting thing. their colleague would pick you up or something oh, like that. Okay. It it would on their side. Like I've been on the floor on the broker side, and it's quite noisy because all their clients are. Yeah, and they do the same to us. Where they'll they'll be. Sh we might have multiple brokers shouting at us once. Um, but yeah, because you're just having these short conversations, then I would travel um, a couple of times a year um, just to be able to sit down and have a conversation in person um, with them. What was your favourite place to travel to? Probably Tokyo. Why is that? It's just it's just a cool city. It is. Um, I had less. There was less people to meet there, so it was less intense. When I was in Hong Kong, I was 
meeting like seven people a day and, and oh, that's what you meant like the population like no no population's pretty less, in Tokyo, man. less just counterparts that i had to meet yeah. um so it meant that i could walk around between meetings and walk through the imperial palace and and just see the sights a little bit and obviously everything's clean and safe and efficient and i knew if i had a meeting there and i i wanted to get there i could figure out the train or whatever like yeah. it was it was all quite easy to get around and it's just it's a cool city yeah, it is a cool city. How many times would you estimate you said buy and sell? <laughs> buy, uh, buy, buy, sell, sell, sell. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually say mine and yours. Oh, so the gosh. opposite of soccer. Yeah, I was going to say, no, you just can't say you're, you're, not, you're not allowed to say that. Yes. Um, so, you, so mine is mine on buying. Is mine on okay. buying. It's all like. That's why we need to say put a name on it, Ross, at soccer. Not this mine, mine, mine. Yeah, that's yours, right. Yours, yours, yours stuff. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> if you want to bring up soccer and, and bad, don't, bad don't. things that people have done, Brayden, then we can, get, we, can go, we can go there. And that is a highlight reel. Yeah, I know. He's, got a, he's got a problem with refs, hasn't th he? Things that people say on the soccer field. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you say mine and yours. It's like, I think it's a legacy from like when trading was still in the pits. I think I don't know enough. In the, sorry, in the pits, in the, is like the as in in the the, the things thing. that you see in like nineties trading movies yeah. where there's a hundred people standing there shouting at each other. No, 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 they've got pieces of paper waving around uh, and stuff. Yeah. Yep. yeah, mine, and they've got mine. the hand signals. Mine, yours. Oh, like that's as in I want to buy it, I want to sell it. Do you like still like hark back to those days when you're on the phone? You're like, mine, <laughs> just calling it back. That's no, mine. but you end up if you're with other other people from work, it'd just be like. Oh, you know, are you do you want a coffee? And they'll be like, mine. Like, like uh, just uh, you start they're adding, buying. adding. Is that their boy? As or? in, no, I like, I want, like, get me some, like, buy me one as well. <laughs> <laughs> you just start adding trading lingo to your conversations. But that's, that's, that's a fair. Does this bleed over at home when Quinn asks you something? Mine, <laughs> yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nabby changed yours. Mine. Yeah, sold, sold, no way. <laughs> that is yours. <laughs> Mother's Day present, mine. That is <laughs> your baby. <laughs> um, yeah, not so much. She probably doesn't find it as entertaining as I do. So I, I, no. You said you worked at Opta for 15 years. Yep. As an options trader, is that correct? Uh, no, not for the last however many years. Probably for about half the time I was there, I was trading options. Okay. Half the time. What we trade was very niche. Um, and complicated to explain, which was yeah. our edge in doing it. Um, <laughs> uh, Not many of these dummies understand what we're doing. <laughs> no, we, no, sorry. You end up trading more against other, so like banks, against sophisticated counterparties because it's it's so niche that, like, you're not going to open up your your Comsec account and trade like a a three year option. Or like, if you do if you do that, then there's a very high chance you're going to lose money. <laughs> so don't do that. Like the stuff that we were trading was against other institutions. Are you going to ask the question, what are options or am I? No, no, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there, man. <laughs> I feel like you have to. Do I? The right, but not the obligation to buy or sell something at a specific time at a specific price. So you option, okay, let's say, okay. Uh, because they do this with few, uh, oil prices too, don't they, I think? Yeah, yeah, oil, oil has a large futures market and then a, a, la a large derivatives, derivatives market. I hope you're enjoying this, Greaves. So I think if you... No one is. <laughs> this is fun accounting. 
<laughs> no, I moved on from fun accounting. <laughs> so like if you're in a you're gonna you go to someone other company and say I want to buy this specific is it shares or is it something else? Uh, so we mostly traded um, indices like the index. So if you see your you know, you're going to get like Tom Petrovsky telling you what the market did. Your, your Comsec news update on Channel yeah, 10. Yeah. Is um, that the Wolfman looking dude? Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's I don't think he's shaved in the last like 15 years. It was it's COVID just or something. Progressively, yeah. got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's gone work from home and they've invited him yeah. back to the office. <laughs> like, dude, you need to shave. He's like, yeah. nah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's more like when they say, oh, the Dow Jones did this or the SP did that. We yeah. actually trade mostly based on that rather than specific companies. We do okay. a bit on uh, specific companies, but yeah, it was mostly on the actual- But the option is, I, I want to buy at this price. Yep. So you might say- In the future. Sorry. Yep. I so want to buy this at $100 in the future. Yeah, and it's a specific day. So by the end of December, I want to have the right to be able to buy Commonwealth Bank shares, Greaves, at whatever they're trading, <laughs> 100 bucks. So by the end of December, I have I want the right to buy Commonwealth Bank shares at a hundred bucks. Yep. So you've got your expiry and your strike price, and then if at the end of December Commonwealth Bank's trading at one hundred thirty dollars, then you exercise your option, and you say, yeah, I've got it. And so you because you're buying at a cheaper, you're price buying at a hundred bucks. So it's advantageous to you. You've saved yep. thirty dollars on that particular. Yeah, and then obviously if it if it's under, then you don't exercise the option, and then you pay a premium when you first enter that contract, you pay some money to enter into it. So you're paying, yeah. You, so might, you might pay $2 or something. Yeah. And that, and so if you don't, um, yeah, if the stock drops or whatever, then you just burn that money. Just burn it. You or, just lose it. Yeah. Because you you've already bought that option. Yeah. yeah. And it expires. It has an end date. I see. And you can use it, but you can use it, like we have options in our lease for the factory. Yep. Like options, uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, our the options that I traded were were equity derivatives, like based on stocks and stock market and stuff. But there are options in more walks of life than. Can I ask you what it's like being a Christian in that environment? Uh, so most, it's probably more money focused than like I think most companies you work at are like profit motivated. But if you work in the financial markets, like you measure your profit every day, like <laughs> that's, that's what you do. So it's only uh, money focused. Um, it's been to another job where you're kind of producing something. Or yeah, yeah something. you have something a bit more tangible. We might develop a new spreadsheet or a new algorithm or oh. a new whatever. And it's, it's, it's whereas if you build something or heal like, heal someone or whatever teach someone like they're they're much more tangible yeah. um but i think like obviously in a in a workplace it's like these days you can't really like you don't really get paid out for being a christian because you can't pay out anyone for race gender what religion whatever um but it's There was a few Christians on the floor. And sometimes I think about it. Um, and and some people have encouraged me at least that like, who's going to be like, maybe you're the only Christian that they see. So mo there's less Christians in trading 
than there are in uh, Christine. I did just listen to Christine's episode today yes. while I was driving around, <laughs> and she said that heaps of OTs were Christian. So you're surrounded by Christians. I was not surrounded by Christians. There were a few in the yep. office, um, but then yeah, maybe maybe I'm the only Christian that they have interaction with. Um, but we don't. We never really had like a long lunch break where you go and sit sit at the big table. Like because I covered multiple markets, it meant that there was always something open. So when a market might shut for a lunch break, yeah. something else was still open. So I didn't really sit around like that. Uh, there was probably a little bit too much banter from my side. Most of the company are quite young. Like we, the general hiring is grads so most people were in the 20s or 30s um so there's just and mostly males so there's there's quite a lot of banter and we muck around a bit when you're like a bit of stress relief almost um so yeah in some ways it's easy to be a christian because you you you're not directly going to be paid out yeah. but obviously um, there were times where I was like, is this, like, what, what's the point? Like, what am I doing here? Um, right. There was an encouragement when, uh, when I was back at Gaimir, one of the, one of the times uh, when we had Reg there, so the bishop came and filled in for a while. I think we we're in between ministers or whatever the reason was. He he was quoting some Wesley thing that kind of stuck in my mind. It was earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. Mm. So I was at least going, all right, I'm in financial markets. I'm literally, I'm trying to earn money. But then if I go with it, if I, if I stop there, then that's probably, that's a little bit selfish. So... God put, God put me in that, that situation for a reason. So yeah. um, I try and try and keep that in mind. And that, that was one thing I had at least a few conversations with another Christian in the office because he was having the same question. Like, what, what am I doing here? What's the point? Why has God put me here? Um, but there's still, I think there's a reason why God puts you at every job. Yeah. Um, and it just depends on whether it's just, do you, are you there just to make enough money to, to put food on the table for your family? Or are you there to be a Christian in the workplace. Like, so I never like, I wish I did have a job where you could stop and have a lunch break and, and chat to people like, you know, go and like Grace does all that city bar bubble forum stuff and like go to that stuff. But it, it wasn't the case. Um, I feel like after I left, I did at least get a bit of feedback from some people that I was like, not a jerk or not like I, I there <laughs> well, was a difference to the people you worked with there was a there was some kind of difference that they noticed in me and I, at least the simple thing that you can do is always like oh what are you doing on the weekend i'm going to church yeah it's just like that's that's like even if you start there you don't have to like i don't know stick a cross up on the on the corner of your monitor or whatever like yeah. whatever you want but at least kind of it might normalize Christians for people, you know how some people think that Christians are just weirdos, and you, Ned Flanders, yeah. Ned Flanders, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get that, or you might like the only time Christians are in the news is when some big controversies hit some church or whatever, yeah. and it's like actually Christians are, I'm 
relatively normal. <laughs> There's a scale. Yeah. I'm well, not, the hesitation. I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not at the scale of of kind of being investigated and what some people might think of Christians. So I'm going to go with relatively normal. Yeah. What's um? What was the personal best number of screens that you had at your job? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a competition. It's just how we were set up. Um, we had six 30-inch screens. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the last last year or two, they changed them all to four vertical screens that were bigger. They were 40-something. Oh, vertical. Four. I, I preferred the, the other ones. Oh. Um, oh, sorry. One other thing I wanted to... One other thing I had, had kind of kept in mind, again, one of my friends had told me he'd been... This was like when I was at maybe university age was he'd been on some men's camp or whatever and he came back he's like this is a verse that that um and it encouraged him and somehow it's still stuck in my mind it's like something in one thessalonians where it's like like just get on with it it's like basically work work a quiet life so you win the respect of our outsiders or yeah right or, hey bro he's going for it oh he's going for it uh, i'll try going and find it scroll. quick scroll I'm just going to look at one Thessalonians. That's if you can find it first. Oh, oh no, I, I did it? pre-look it up. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, very good. Uh, you just play some waiting music here. 411 uh, and 12. Make it your ambition to live a qu- lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and you'll not be dependent on anybody. Um, I think I've I've at least tried to... Just, just get on with it and do do my job, um, and not try not as much to engage in the politics. Like, be slightly different. Be yep. Christian in the workplace, who that maybe not yep. being overtly preachy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, final question. Mm. Unless you have any other questions, I've asked you a number of times and thrown. Oh, under I feel the like we, we got up to a point. There's so oh. much more. Yeah. What is what is more? Well, I was just going to ask about. Starting solo Bible. Yeah, that's but a good question. Do that. We, do we? <laughs> no, I'm happy to do yeah, it. Do yeah. it. Do it. Do it. I, I own this podcast. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to get kicked off. We're, we're I don't want to get my contract, contract cancelled. I own what, the rights. What are you doing? John's <laughs> oh, trying to talk through his nose or something. <laughs> I can't right now. It's blocked. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, yep. Can we edit that? Oh, we burn that oh. microphone. <laughs> Take it out the back and burn it. Okay, quick. Quick. How was it? Um, obviously things wrapped up at Gummer and Clicken. How was it starting again and church planning um, with Soul Revival? Yeah, so I might, can I just I'll step back just a yeah. few years prior to that? So we followed through the, the youth um, and led, and then Quinn and I <laughs> took over coordinating um, Solis, which is the young adults kind of group. Year 11 plus. Um, we were in Bible study with Stu and obviously regularly, like we're co-leading that um, Saturday night and hanging out with him a lot. And so um, when it came time, um, like when he was, he was leaving, it's like we didn't wait for an invitation. Um, we're like, what are we doing now? Kind, yeah. of, kind of attitude. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it was really fun. Like it was super uncertain and like mm. we were meeting in a lounge room with 20 to 30 of us um, 
and that was the year that that we had Kobe. So we would also um, had a new a child in our <laughs> life. Um, yeah, it was, it was super fun. And, and you can see so many times where, where God's blessed us, where we've had, like we got different venues to meet in. And, and I think sometimes over the last few years, as we've gotten to be a more established, bigger church, um, I've had to catch myself and just remember what it was like when we started. So when we started, um, we were just regularly on mission. We're always looking out any new person you kind of you catch the eye of someone across the room like another and we'd both kind of go over and have this conversation with a new person make sure we're always welcoming and and um there was this energy and excitement to be welcoming new people and um you know figuring out what we're doing and we're like oh cool let's meet on a saturday night because that works for us and let's have a meal together because that's a really cool time to to grow the community time and now sometimes I catch myself now turning up to church and attending and not um, like just sitting there talking to my couple of friends or family or whatever and then um, and then going home. So it's it's every so often you need to remind yourself that there's still new people coming and it's not just now that we have an established welcoming team, it's not just up to them to do it and it's not like if you see the bin overflowing, it's not up to the clean-up team. It's just if you... We all know where the where the where the stuff is, and so it's it's been good kind of remembering as as we've kind of gotten bigger what it was like to start with, and that excitement and hype, and kind of probably being more eager to to be looking out for new people, make sure we're welcoming, um, and just trying to keep that in the back of back of our minds again. Uh, are you going to say anything else about it? Oh, I could keep talking. For I ages. think you were, yeah, but I think you were pretty pivotal in a number of us were leading with you at Solis at the same time. Like Karen and I were leading Solis with you guys, and I think that your desire to lead as you had been led, I think, impacted Karen and I a fair bit yeah. on that. And I think, I think that was one of the reasons why. I was very similar to you that as soon as Stu and Matt said they were resigning, we're like, okay, what are we doing next? And, then, <laughs> and I think that was probably part of like our culture as a, as a team. Yeah. And I think that was really important. I think you were trying to uh, translate that from Matt and Stu and Jai and everyone else that was there. Jai had left yeah. went before we left Gaimir, but... You, would, I think you and Quinn were uh, an integral part of translating that from what we were doing at Solis into our church. Like the, the sorry, not our church, into Soul Revival Church. It's just my podcast, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think you were, yeah, I think you were really integral parts of that. And to be doing that when you just had little cobes, I think was a really, uh, what's the right word? Uh, I think it was very strong leadership to do that. And I think at our church owes this, I'd said it again, but this church owes a lot to that that kind of stuff. There was You weren't the only ones, but there was, there was a lot of us doing that. I think that that is one of the reasons why we've been able to continue to grow under, under God is that he's blessing our leaders. So therefore, we're, as leaders, we're trying to bless everyone else as well. And I think that's a really important thing to, to value. Yeah, thank you. 
Um, yeah, I think like I know the way that we do church is just a model, um, yeah. but it's one that I really like doing and one that I'm, I'm like, I can see a lot of benefit from. So I'm more than happy to like, it's sure. There's always times when it's a burden and you're, you're tired or whatever, but overall I'm like, I'm keen and this is, yeah. this is good. This is a way that I, I've seen people come to faith, people grow in their faith um, and just um, grow a community, not just just someone that you sit next to for an hour a week. I think it means a lot that you can tell people that you really like going to church because mm. I feel like that. Like it, uh, Some people that came to church recently uh, that are non-Christians and I said, it's literally the highlight of my week and I'm not lying about that. <laughs> it's like I'm so glad I have it as this central point of my week every single week mm. to come and spend time in God's word and to be taught the word and also then spend time with God's people. It's really cool. Um, final question. Are you okay with that now, Graydon? Yes. <laughs> when you look back over, we, we really, we talked about a lot of stuff today, but not a lot about your life. But when you look back across your life, all 60 years of it, <laughs> you guys took so long to realise that. When you look back across your... <laughs> Sounds so, like, in memoriam. <laughs> <laughs> Still here, guys. <laughs> Over here. It's not a ghost yet. <laughs> uh, and we're only a few years apart in age, but that's fun. Yeah, just, you're still older. <laughs> you just cut off all the greys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what greys? Where are the greys? They're not there. They're yeah, exactly. Greys are better than yeah, bald, Graydon. <laughs> take, take, take the hat off and show everyone. Take the hat off and show everyone. But they haven't been cut off. I'd dye them. I embrace the grey. My brother's bald and I'm, I'm more than happy to have it. I have the hair. I can't wait to go Silver Fox. <laughs> you see those dudes that have like got really like tan skin, but they are proper Silver Foxes. Mm. Like, that's what I want to be. Anyway, next question. Wow. Final question. <laughs> when you look across your life of a number of years, what do you know now as an older Christian that you wish you knew when you were a younger Christian? Um, I think it's just, it's, <coughs> it's just worth keep keeping at it, keep doing the main thing the main thing like when i talk about having a reading plan um you know my life changes as i've got married and had kids there's there's so many different steps along your life where it might be easier or convenient to not come to church and mm. i've seen people as i've grown up that you know might have gone looking for a, a partner and left church or started having kids and they put 17 activities a week on so they don't like church becomes just not a priority or whatever um but i think for us oh sorry for me um it's just just keep at it um keep going jesus is still worth following um is it that are you saying like commitment is that what you're saying oh just keep working on your faith like so keep turning up to church every week even if you're tired yeah um keep reading your Bible, even if you don't feel like it and you not have some divine inspiration, Instagram photo moment with your nice cup of tea and your, your <laughs> notepad and your three highlighters and whatever. Um, you know, there's both. <laughs> like you spent longer setting up your photo than, than you read have. the Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 
really true. But you've got multicolored different highlights <laughs> on, on your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably more practical, just, just, I don't know, grit or grind it out like that. Like I'm not going to be a big flashy kind of guy, but I will continue just power, like, Plotting on, powering on, whichever one of those are appropriate. About, at the uh, time. I think you're consistent. Consistent, Can we yeah. Say that? I, I, I'm not particularly, as I said, I'm good at maths, not at, not at words and speaking. But yeah, let's go with consistent, regular. Any yeah, of that? Like, I think you're committed and you're consistent. I feel like that's what you're saying. I think. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I think um, now that we're kids, it's like I want you to know that like church is a priority for our family. Yeah. Um, I might not again. I might not sit down and have a regular Bible time with our family, but they know we're going to church. Um, I, I assume we'll do the same thing. Um, make him come to youth, like, because I can see the benefit of it. I, I assume they'll mostly want to come, but there'll definitely be times when they won't. And it's like, no, it's, it's worthwhile sticking it out. Yep. Um, yeah. In saying that, sometimes you might, Notice that kids are also a very convenient excuse. So if you're, if you're just not feeling it on a on a night at church, and you're just like, I want to go, it's like, oh yeah, like my kid's tired, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna bail and be soft. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kobe's got a bit of a runny nose. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Wouldn't want to give it to anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, yeah. Keep consistently coming. It's yeah. when you don't when you don't feel like coming to church or reading the Bible, then just do it anyway. You probably and need to go more. Yeah, like or just do it. <laughs> Do it anyway, and you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised by how God blesses that. Mm. Um, I'm sure there's been plenty of people that have talked about like when they led youth on a Friday night, and it's like you get to the end of a week, you might be catching the train home from work, and you're like, oh man, I should just keep going on my stop and go home. But you stop, get off, go and start leading, and then all of a sudden there's some amazing thing happens because it's it's great putting in the time. Yeah, you're you're saying committed and consistent and letting God do the work. Yeah. And you're just there to be part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been very lovely having you on, Ross. Oh. Even though I sounded very, very <laughs> conceited for most of the podcast. <laughs> Ross, it has been really good to have you on. That's been good. Mm. I enjoyed I think, it. Uh, final words, Braden? Oh, I, I love getting to chat to Ross. I remember, I didn't, I think a cool testament to, we talk about intergenera- intergenerational ministry a lot. I think a cool testament to that is like, I have had a couple of chats with Ross. You were kind of a couple of years above me in terms of youth leading. So we never really crossed over that much. I was at Solis for a term before everyone left. So there's kind of not heaps of crossover there. But I remember what would have been like four, three or four years ago now. It was just like a late night and me and Ross were sitting on the lounge and we spoke about, we just had a massive conversation. And it was kind of at a crossroads in my life where I was kind of trying to decide whether I was going going to go to college or not. Mm. And I just, I don't know if you'd even remember that, but we had a massive conversation just about life. And I was, and after that conversation, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to college. Cool. So Ross probably doesn't even remember that. No, but I, I, think it's I do have vague memories <laughs> of the conversation I, and talking about whether you're going to go to college or not. But. but I think it's just a cool thing that like, I don't know, like we can, you have these people around you who are just a little bit like Ross isn't that further up the road than I am. But yeah, that's like right, you can just sit not down. that far, not that much. <laughs> no, of but like no, how it's like a driveway all the way up to a farm. That's really long. <laughs> <laughs> how often do people have those opportunities to sit down with people that are just a little bit older than them that aren't related yeah. to them and yeah. just chat through what, are, what does life look like? 
you, we talked about Christ, uh, heaps of things. Christian fatherhood. We talked about a whole mm. bunch of stuff, and I found that really helpful. So, I but really I agree with you because that's I feel like the same thing I was saying about you and Quinn leading us. It's the same thing. Mm. You set the standard in those respects to say you need to be committed. Mm. Make sure you're turning up, and I think that has influenced a lot of people maybe only a little bit younger than you, like you and Quinn have really set the standard for that. And I think there's a reason why you were leaders at Solis. Like God put you in that position. The same same year where you lead at um, Sorrow Bible Church as well. It's the same thing. So I think, yeah, you, you say you're not being flashy and you're not obvious, but I think what is obvious is that you are always there. I think that's where I what I've really encouraged by you guys. Yeah, and I think I think that's what I've learned is that, like, even if we talk about critical mass or whatever, just like being there mm. creates opportunities to have those conversations. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, like even like we are probably too old now for late night, as in the target demographic is is no. more early twenties, and I'm not there, but <laughs> we still do it, and we we alternate each week, make sure the kids safe and home and whatever yeah. um maybe in another however many years when, when kb starts coming to late night maybe i'll tap, <laughs> I'll tap out <laughs> but josh still hangs out sometimes yeah, exactly. there, so why not um but yeah even yeah like we certainly do like little things like that to to prioritize being here um mm. and kind of fit the kids in around that yeah that's certainly something we've tried to do so no it's yeah. noticeable so well, thank you for being uh, committed and coming on this podcast. <laughs> Pleasure. Being consistent all the way across the podcast. And um, yeah, thank you, Brad. No problem. Thank you, Ross, again. No problem. Thank you to everyone listening and or watching. Make sure you can listen to it and then you can watch the edit on YouTube and see what, <laughs> what Eck does on this particular episode. <laughs> um, but we always like to finish with a one way. So thanks again, Ross, and one way. One way.